It's now going to make it harder to match up the audio and post mode. Gosh, dang it. Dang oh, you. Man. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a casual Friday edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow. This feels like uh, the last weekend of the season. That's what this feels like, uh, that kind of energy. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. I got some people with me that I love dearly. Uh, over there, seated to my right, is Brennan Vogt. How are we doing, fellas? I've had a night to sleep on it, and I still hate it. How are you, Eric? Wait, are you introducing uh, the panel here? <laughs> I got I got Eric. His name is D-Line. That really threw me off, too. I'm like, am I, yeah. am I allowed to respond to vote? Like, do I need to read? Um, I feel like, I mean, I feel terrible. Um, life is meaningless. Everything is pain. We knew it was coming. It doesn't prepare you. You can know you're going to get hit by a car, but it still sucks when the impact comes. You can know you're going to be hit by a car. Can you know that? Can well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be, yes, you could be standing in the middle of the street. You're like, here comes a car. This well, shall yeah. suck. And then <laughs> I feel like when you split second thought, if there's like multiple seconds to have that thought, I feel like you could just move out of the way of the car. Can we, though? Could is this, we? this is like a real cartoon, like person tied up on the railroad situation where you could. No, yes. that really, that would, maybe that's that what you're window, picturing. I turned and yes. I saw the car and it was probably half a second, but it felt it was so long. You're just you regret the entire you're like I shouldn't even have gone to Portland. Are, are you talking about yeah. that time you got in a car accident right before the Nuggets started their playoffs? Mm -hmm. Was that a better or worse playoff experience than this one? I think it was better. <laughs> So just for the record, Vote would rather be hit by a car. Oh but my the Nuggets win. I think that's true. I think that's true. Oh, it's so true, man. That's a <laughs> tough seed, man. Tough seed. Uh, the Nuggets, of course, down three games to zero to the Golden State Warriors. Lost a nail biter in this last one. Um, I will say there's lessons you learn in life as you go through it, as you skate mm. through, as you just attempt to skate through all of life's uncertainties. You. You take up lessons along the way. I will tell you, this is a real lesson I have for people. First of all, we've got the uh, uh, we've got the um, the DNVR members lounge, the Discord channel, where it's like, honestly, it really is the place to go. Like, you're on Twitter and people are just talking shit, and like, there's no end to it. Maybe you like that. Some people just like to go online to battle. That's like what it's for. But if you like, I honestly think nights like last night and days like today, that's what it's for is to hop into the Discord. By the way, today Discord members are going to get first crack at joining the show here in just a moment. We're going to start bringing people on and just talking to the people. We want to be with the people around amongst the people today answering their questions. But it's also like just nice to have because I have not been on Twitter last night. I have not been on Twitter this morning. You guys want to know something? Oh, look at you. Yeah, look at me. You want to know something? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty like Nuggets are down 3-0. I'm bummed about it. But within the context of like whatever, I'm telling you, it's like it's a revelation. And I think people should uh, take some flack. Eric, have you also been offline these days? Absolutely not, dude. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm swimming in the sewage. I I do like to go on to invite people. I like to defend the honor of my city and my king. Um, yeah. I don't like when people uh, get can just uh, say crazy things and not uh, not feel the swift uh and biting tone of my clapbacks 
Let it be known. If you can, you can say whatever crazy thing you want about Nikola Jokic, but I may show up in those replies. It's possible. <laughs> you might get a QT out of it. We'll find out. You might even get a QT out of it. And how do you feel like it has gone this morning swimming in the sewage? Quite poorly. It's gone quite poorly. Uh, <laughs> actually, to be honest, you know what? I've not, I've not, I don't think I've tweeted today. I tweeted last night a great many times. Yes, you did. Uh, as, as a brain dump. I need, listen, I, when, am I, when am I supposed to die with these thoughts? Uh, they're just they're supposed <laughs> to live in my brain and then perish alongside me? No, the people must hear this. I must put this into the giant electronic brain so that people out there know that there is some, there's one brave voice who's not afraid to stand in front of, of the oncoming hordes of, the basketball illiterati and uh, try to speak ill of Nikola Jokic, and they'll feel the they'll feel the sting of my typing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, but what about what about you? Have you spent some time online today? Yeah, I try not to, but I do it for a living, which makes it tough. Um, it does tend to throw a wrench in those plans. Is this is this living what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I, I have been online today. I'm excited, though. I think once this show is over, I'm going to get a DSR up, and then I'm going to watch some uh, baseball and and not look at Twitter for at least 24 hours because yeah, I feel I like we've that. earned that. I feel like, we, and you know, what's funny doing this job the way we do it—the super multi-digital. I don't know, however you want to define it. We spend a lot of time on Twitter, and a lot of people who do this job do work on Twitter. But it's not the job, is it, right? We have an hour-long show every day. Right, right, we right, write. Right. There's so many spaces to express ourselves. Uh, so I am going to take a day off the interwebs because they hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, the funny part is, is it's like 86 degrees out today. It's so gorgeous. Like Everything is so like, you just look outside a little bit. My grass is coming in green. A little bit of a flex there, but you know, maybe not put it to everybody. But it's just like there's so many positive things. Right. And, you can get over it quick. All right. Today's show, guys, we want to do this more and more, especially as we get ready for the offseason. We want to the, – the joy of the DNVR platform is that we are amongst the people at all times. We're always amongst mm. the people. We don't mm. shun you. We don't, we don't ignore you. We don't talk down to you and talk about how we are tougher than you or whatever, mentally stronger or tougher or more experienced in the world as perhaps some people would. And on that <laughs> note, we want to bring in our first guest today. If you are in the DNVR member Discord, you can see there's a little link in there that allows you to come on uh, and join us on the show. We're going to bring on our first person, Mr. Fernando Parra. Uh, why don't you go ahead and pull him up there, Kel? Hey! Hey, what's Fernando. up, guys? Hell yeah, dude! Look at this shirt. What a, look at this, this shirt. The Sambor shuffle. I love. I like it. that this you guy. have the uh, the blur feature, so we can't see exactly where you yeah, are. What's you going on back there? <laughs> uh, no, my house actually isn't good for viewing in the background. Right <laughs> oh, there you go. So you have so you have something in common with both Adam and Vote. Fernando, where are you calling in from? Uh, Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Oh, wow, in enemy territory. Enemy oh yeah. <laughs> um, that must make it rough for you. Um, all right. So, man, let's break it down for us. How, how are you feeling about the Nuggets right now? You know, what, what, what's your mood like right now? Honestly, I feel a lot better after last night's game than I did going into it. You know, yeah. I just want to see that fight. I wanted to see it was still there somewhere. They weren't gonna roll over and just take it. Um, right. They're undermanned. It's what it is. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that was to me, that was such a big thing about yesterday was just do they crack? Do they fold? Can we preserve some part of this culture that we so 
all of us as fans on you know looking at this team believe that they have built and I do think in that regard they recused themselves very 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 well and hopefully I will say this <laughs> game four maybe it's like I haven't put the final stamp on it like I, I got to see it again they could roll over tomorrow and then I'll be back to being like man I don't know um, but at least they give you the hope of like, okay, they punch back. And the main guys in particular, and when I say main guys, Jokic and Aaron Gordon specifically punched back in that game in a way that I, I felt I needed. Um, all right, well, you know, what do you make of the season? Like, did you enjoy we've, – we've kind of complained a lot about the season. Have you enjoyed this one? It's been like a roller coaster, I would say. There's been times <laughs> when I've gotten really down. I'm like, what are we doing here? What's happening? Um, but then just taking a step back and seeing what the season is, what they've had to deal with. Um, I think we forget all the COVID stuff that happened earlier in the year and they had to grind through that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and we just got to see Jokic go, you know, have a God mode season. And I, you know, I couldn't ask yeah. anything more from him. Right. Um, but now that we're coming through the end of it, I remember one of the earlier streams vote said, you know, they didn't roll over. They didn't tank. They kept fighting. Right. And, you know, I, as rough as the season's been, I think I'm happy with that in the end. Is You know, we didn't get to watch a tanking season. Like, you know, what, being stuck in Portland or something watching those guys. Is there any chance it would have been more enjoyable, Eric, if the Nuggets just, like, treated this year like, uh, you know, Bones, tons of minutes, Zeke, tons of minutes, Jokic, 50 games, not 82. Like, is there any thought that you would feel better about where they are if they would have done this? Well, that's exactly what the Golden State Warriors did when they won 15 games and then they won, right. uh, did not make the playoffs last year and it was all about wise men and then all of a sudden all of the fan base started to implode and they wanted to fire Steve Kerr because he wasn't flexible and he wasn't trying to build towards wise men's strength. Um, so I don't know. I think I would, in the end, maybe feel better, but I don't think so. I think it's impossible to watch losing your, your team lose and feel good about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think, bro? Particularly because this is, but just especially because it just happened so quickly. Like it was yeah. unnatural the way that the, the, um, the cookie crumbled. It wasn't like, just like, well, you know, they're getting older. The team had it shot. Uh, we, we rose and we fall. It was just like, <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't think, I think it's impossible. It's literally impossible for this to have felt like a good season. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good season. The, the good things didn't happen to us. But uh, I stand by my original point that it was not, it's not what true disaster looks like. And I do think there are forces, people in play who are not going to get enough credit. Jokic will get the credit for keeping it together. I mean, right. none of that matters if they come back next year and they look like a splintered group and they're not very good. But if they come back next year... They pick up where they left off in terms of their regular season success, and they look ready to get the train back on the tracks. You know, you absolutely can credit the way they pushed through inevitable defeat. And I'd like to see, I just wish what we saw in game three was present in games one and two. And I think even if it were still 3 0, uh, we might all be sitting here feeling a little bit more like we were at the start of the season, which is, Hey, like they do not have their guys. This is going to be tough. And then by the end, it's we're big brain in our way into figuring out what the hell just happened here. And, and I just think um, if they had a little bit more of that effort in this series, the whole way through, maybe it would be a slightly less sour taste in our mouths, at least right now. 
Fernando, do you think this season might have been more enjoyable if on December 1st the Nuggets would have ruled out Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, who, by the way, have not been ruled out for the series? 50-50! 50-50! Do you think it would just like set expectations in a different way? I think it would have caused less angst and wondering you yeah. know, before each game. Is this, yeah. the, is this the one? Is this the one we're going to have them back for? Right, um, right. Um, but I don't think they knew that. Um, Right. I mean, the plan was always there coming back and then that setback happened. So. Yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, it is tough to say. I have a sneaky suspicion, maybe, though, that would have it would have made like a, a, a slight improvement just to get that out of the way. And that to me, that was where all the consternation of the season has come from. But um, maybe for so, the team as well, you know, they wouldn't yeah. have that thought. They would have just been able to hunker down and say they're not coming back. So we got to do what we got to do. I honestly also think the Nuggets probably win f- fewer games if that happens. Because I think part of what happened this season was the guys just played so hard to get wins. And you almost played for regular season wins where if you knew Jamal and Michael Porter were not coming back, maybe you get a few less wins, but you get more like development and you get more defensive. I mean, one of the theories I put out there was Denver did not have very good defensive principles. But part of that is to win. They just needed so much from so few guys. Like you needed Barton, Jokic. Gordon, Jeff Green, Monte to be so great that it's like, hey, they got to conserve and pick their spots. Whereas if it's like, hey, we don't mind if we lose a couple more of these games, but we're going to really develop healthy habits, maybe you would have seen more of an improvement. I don't know. That's just the kind of the tough one. Um, before we get you out of here, because we got another person here waiting in line here, Fernando. Do you have any just kind of questions or takes you want to fire off about the Nuggets? Or about vote? Or about Brendan? <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed watching you guys. Um, I'm actually not a native Coloradan. I'm you know, born, raised Arizona, but wow. I've always been a huge Bronco fan. And about, awesome. I think since like game 82 is when I started really following the Nuggets and getting into it. And then you guys came on and especially during the bubble. And that's when I got league pass finally and started following you guys. Um, but yeah, awesome. I always just kind of, I've loved Denver, love, you know, what you guys have been doing. Um, and I just hope the Nuggets can, figure out in the offseason, you know, fixing the margins, getting, you know, a couple defensive players and then be ready to roll when Murray and Porter are back next season. Fernando, so, what, first what, team, man, our guy. First, yeah, here's what I, here's what I, here's what I took from what, from, from what Fernando just said is that we have robbed him of being able to follow the Phoenix, the rise of the Phoenix Suns. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> if yeah. <not> for us. <laughs> He gets well, stuck in our muck and mire for no good reason other than he likes us. What an idiot. Uh, Fernando, you're, you're our number one guy. Well, it's funny. I used to like the Suns, you know, back in the Nash days. I mean, they were always on. And they yeah. kind of have the same thing with, like, altitude where I don't get the Suns on dish. So I stopped watching them, like, years ago. Um, and they always sucked. And, you know, like I said, I started getting into the Nuggets. <laughs> Oh, I actually follow PHNX for like all their U of A stuff, so I'm gonna have to go troll Saul one of these days. <laughs> yes, oh boy, yes. that's our guy. A plus, yes, appearance, Fernando. A plus, a plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> stuff, Fernando. Thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, really yeah. appreciate it, man. Well, hopefully, we'll talk to you again here in the off season. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. See you, man. All right, take care. Uh, vote. Why don't you take us to break? And on the other side, we'll bring on Voya, who's waiting in the weeks. And anybody else that wants to join, the tweet is out. Uh, members in the Discord, but also now it's just out on social media. So if you want to hop on for five, ten minutes and chat, chat it up with us, you know, you find the link on Twitter.
one of the best ways to watch the Denver Nuggets play is to go to Ball Arena. And then the next best way to do it is to come to the DNVR bar, not just for the vibes, but because for a lot of people, it's the only way they can watch the Nuggets. If you do want to occasionally watch your Colorado sports teams, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Rapids, from the safety and convenience of your couch, you can do it with Ivaca TV, which now has Altitude Sports uh, and is now providing service in both Denver and Colorado Springs. So how do you find Ivaca TV? You go to ivaca.tv slash DNVR, and then you're going to use the promo code DNVR. You'll get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month. The first three months plus receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Ivaca TV, it gets the people going. You're a Colorado sports diehard. Uh, you should be able to watch these teams. So set it, set it up for yourself. Ivaca TV wants to help you out. And the NBA playoffs means next level basketball, which is why DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook and an official sports betting partner of the NBA wants you to get in on the first round action. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, All right, back job. here. Great job. That was such a good job, man. Back here, uh, segment two, <laughs> and we're going to bring on Voya Medic. You guys know him from, of course, hey. Serbian Corner, DNVR's oh, own wow. Serbian Corner, as well as Nuggets Serbian Podcast. Voya, what's happening, brother? Nothing much. Just got back from work. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm going to John Mulaney in an hour or so, driving to Omaha to see him live. Hell yeah. Ooh, Stand up. Uh, shout out to Fernando, man. Imagine just watching the Phoenix Suns in the lottery for that long and then <laughs> switching over to the Nuggets and switching <laughs> The worst possible I, feel like, I feel like we should send Fernando like an edible arrangement or something. Right? He like really messed up his life, dude. Got to give him like a you know year free subscription or something. Totally. <laughs> an edible arrangement—that's like a weird gift, isn't it? It is the weirdest possible. It's like like fruit that's been cut in a nice way, and then you're like, I don't know, am I eating this fruit? Although I would. You know, I thought you were talking about me. weed. Oh, <laughs> the, the, with the leading edible. I the thought you edible or I said the what the the pharmacies or whatever. That's like the sure. best gift, actually. If, if we should start a company that sends edible edibles arrangements. To Holy begin. smokes! What do we do? Is wasting our time talking about the Denver Nuggets? Do we got to? I have no idea. Some money with this edible better. arrangement idea you just came up with. I will say, Voya, the man, the worst. The, I love him, but he's the worst person. Is that what? What shirt you got on there, man? What? what just show the people this. Oh, ugly, ugly, oh this, unbelievable! This, yeah, look at this thing, man. Unbelievable. I mean, Voya has a lot of good qualities. He has a lot of good qualities. <laughs> Does he? Are we sure about couple, that? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to give him credit. There's a couple of not so great qualities, and he has them on full display right now with this ugly shirt. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, Voya, um, walk us through, man, what you're thinking about the Nugs right now. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's. I think we expected it. It's just like we were punting this all along, like whole season long. We just didn't want to talk about the elephant in the room, that this might be uh, you know, on the loom depending on who we play. And it just, it just sucks. I mean, it's – Honestly, like I had fun watching the game last night, no matter how like it was crushing at the end. 
uh, I want to I wanted to give a big shout out to the fans. Like we were, especially Miroslav and I on the Serbian right. corner, we were we were trashing them like at during the, uh, during the season when I think it was a Celtics game or yeah, I think there were that was like the big one when when it all like shifted. And I had a friend that you know moved into Colorado recently from Denver, and he got a raffle ticket uh, tickets through work. And went to his first like NBA game was last night, and I told him like, gotta wear Yoka jersey, and be ready yeah. if if there's a lot of Warriors fans. And I gotta say like, you know, on TV you can it, it was a home playoff game, like it was yeah. on par with all the other ones. Definitely. Uh, so got a big shout out for that. I'm I'm glad that happened because like they. Let, yeah. yeah, let's hang on this for a second though, because I actually think it's a pretty big deal that that was the case. And I'll be yeah. honest, I was with Michael Malone. I thought it was gonna be half Warriors fans too. Like, I top for sure. Top for sure. Two zero. Yeah. And 2-0 on some really bad ones, but you're right. The city of Denver absolutely showed out and, and gave a very respectable crowd, and I just love to see it. And it reminds you that, you know, the Nuggets are going to be better next year, and I think excitement will be even higher, and yeah. that there is this, like, fertile soil for which to uh, to, to grow some, some decent crops of fanhood. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I think people want this. I think people want to root for the Nuggets, and the barriers between them and doing that for some folks are, in some cases, more or less out of their control. Um, but there are that was the significance of potentially losing out on or lost cultural momentum because of this TV deal and the injuries. People were really starting to rally around this team. I wrote in the grays last night, guys, that the fans held up their end of the bargain. And so I hope ownership does now too. And, and that's not just about getting them on TV. And it's not just about, oh, upgrade the roster because they're missing some key guys. But just you know, go into the luxury tax as promised, go get some key assistance, go spend some money. The fans are holding up their end of the bargain. They want to do it. They want to be there. So give them something to latch onto. Right. Yep. No question Agreed. about it. What do you make of this the play though? If we get this to the nuggets and, and kind of on court. I mean, I, 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 I expected it. Like I think we talked about the preview in the course again in the Serbian corner and the nugget Serbian podcast. Just, I had it in five. I was expecting at least one, especially with Steph being hurt. I thought first, second game, maybe they, they sneak away with the win. Yeah. Um, it, it's just all the stuff that, that kind of through the season, like for every, we all watch like super carefully this team and you guys analyze it like even more, you know, a lot more than any of us, that, you know, fans that watch. And there was just these tendencies that were throughout the season and it, it, they just literally reared their ugly head. Like there were like flashes of really great play. You know, that right. Phoenix game was like, wow, this team, like this is, Obviously, like Phoenix is so good. Like at the end, they they overtook us. But the whole game was like, oh, we're just shot for shot with this team. But there's like there's like this narrow like you know mountain path, like a goat path for the win, and then just like a whole uh, whole other like canyon to to fall under and like yeah. lose this uh, lose the series. And it was just like so you know with, with how it started with Gordon not delivering at first, like that was just like you know that we slipped and fell just off the right. bat because we saw yesterday we can. They needed twenty five plus from all their three guards to beat a Jokic and like us and help from Gordon in a second half. So like, there was a path. It's just that I, I in how the season was going, I don't think it was realistic to expect like right. the Avengers. I'm gonna go and and leave Adam in the dark here. Like one in fourteen million chance of winning and beating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah, just says it all the time. And then yeah, like go. Yeah, and nice. everything disappears if you snap. Like it's just That's I right. know how it works, man. I get it on yeah. purpose. I and also, and then like Spider Man dies, and it's sad. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, you. Oh, we have to shout out like something you don't know. You got the bird watching shout out from the defensive defensive boxing out yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
one of the the big question that follows the Nuggets right now is just like what difference would Murray and Porter make on this? I mean, what do you how do you feel about just that question when you see Denver? I think they have a one twelve offensive rating in the series, which are something like yeah. that, which is pretty good. How do you think they impact this? Well, well, I, th- I think like I think Malone was also mentioning that just the offense also puts pressure and like inspires defense sometimes, especially yeah. their defense. I mean, just to th- it's kind of hard, like you know, so far from you know, far from far from mine, far far from heart or whatever. How it's like we have a serving and saying like it, something when it's far, like you forget about. Michael Porter had twenty two points in a quarter against Portland. Like right. it wasn't <laughs> like he wasn't you know it wasn't blowing by the defenders. It was just pure shooting over guys <laughs> that he didn't care about. So as much as he's like a liability on defense at some points, first of all, he rebounds well, like strongly. Yeah, uh, and is another tall body like that. You know that that big rebound we talked. You know, I mentioned it was just Jokic and Gordon were like dragged out from from the hoop, and you have instead of Jeff, maybe Michael Porter there. No matter how you know his some sometimes his instincts are bad, like he can get that rebound, like that kind of stuff. And then just you know when when the game is a lot tighter, they're not going to be so relaxed and you know flying around and shimmying and shooting those like shots and yeah. shooting sixty percent from the field yeah. when they know maybe like if they miss three in a row. Then you have the main game just beating you to death, uh, bludgeoning you to death on the other end. And so I think that that will make a difference. Maybe, I mean, we'll still lose. Like maybe we're losing six, like who knows, or even five. It's just that I think the games are like uh, uh, not, they're not a done deal before they even like start. That That's why I think like would change. Just even with the not being 100%. Like if there were last year's that are like eight game stretch, then, then it's like a title favorite type. But right. with Barton being like, you know, basically not himself and, you know, kind of like on, on the washed end and like Gordon being what he is with like not 100% Murray, I think still there's some pressure on the Warriors. Um, what do you then? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was just going to ask, like, what do you make of Dayon being on the Warriors coaching staff? Of course, Jokic is old coach from Mega Lakes. Do you, do you think it makes like a, a meaningful difference? I mean, honestly, could like you know he knows Jokic. He, he, he also is like you saw how there was like the beginning of the season when he was uh Bat, you know, uh, in the warmups, like playing post ups with Looney, and you can see like he was basically doing the techniques that Draymond was using on on Looney, just like plant your foot back, be basically you know make him you know spin around you. And then the problem was like Charles Barkley and these guys were talking about yesterday, spin around like you know he's planting. He's like yeah, spin around, but there's like three other guys next to him. Like if he spins right. around, the guards come in and like you know get a steal. Right. Uh, but. So I think that helps. It just, I mean, Draymond's good anyway, and I think he gets away with a lot of stuff as a, as a shorter player. But Dan, I mean, it can can hurt. Like I think that's. I don't know if he solved Jokic. Like if he told him that all the tricks, how to guard Jokic, because it's not. It's been years since Dan was also coaching him. Like he learned a lot since then as well. Uh, but it does help. I mean, it's you know, Bielitsa also helps. Like he's he's that he has that smart defensive mindset. Like they were always doubling when Oda Porter and Bielitsa were on. Like they just had that, like you know, coned in. Like, okay, this is one on one. We're doubling every time uh, when it's not Draymond or Looney on the court, and right. we, we make him like guess all these things. And so, as far as the Mari thing, also there was a there was a possession when Barton really had a good one when he attacked Steph off the dribble, made Draymond help, and then dumped it off to Jokic at the end of the half. And those are possessions that we Nuggets they were they're not they're so depleted and quality is so like low that there's no chances of them to even think about attacking their liabilities because Steph right. is not a defensive juggernaut. You know, if Murray's there, then you, you put Steph in the pick and roll, 
make Draymond help off of uh, you know off of Jamal Murray and like attacking Steph off the dribble, then it's Jokic is has more space to operate, dish out, and you get that advantage. And we didn't just we just didn't have that. Do you think Dayon would be a good assistant in Denver? Yeah. Why? Bo- I mean, just the, these little things that like we were talking about the boxing out, the you know, uh, you know, giving advice to like Zeke Naji, like all this stuff on, in the low post. How to rebound, how to position. Like he was the Charles, you know, the Charles Barkley of, of of Serbia in that way, and he was undersized. And in Europe, that's even like a more of a big deal. Went back when he was playing because that was like traditional center time. Uh, and I think these little things, like the fundamentals, that get lost. Like there's, I mean, I, I still understand how Jeff and Barton, like, were just watching there. Like, I know, I know. I understand, like, there, there fatigue, was fatigue makes ex- ex- mistakes. One thing I will say is that the Warriors run you ragged, and fatigue is where yeah, you yeah. trip up on things you're yeah, not supposed to. That being said, that's just an explanation, not an excuse. Like, come on, right. this is the game. Yeah, your life is on the line. Forward, your season's yeah. on the line. Grab yeah. a rebound, like. That, that that was a because we've seen that during the season. That's a, that's the problem. It's like it's not that it was always there. Then the right. Warriors took it yeah. away and just Correct. bludgeoned you to death. It was like we've seen that happen. Barden, I think, like his for, uh, this season. I mean, at least, but I think that's always been the case. I just never like clicked with me. Just, his career synopsis is attacking the wrong defensive mismatches. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Like uh, followed this year. Like he was. Remember, there was a line when when they went, went that Eastern Conference uh, run deadly. He was attacking, you know, all the Toronto players who have, like, the best defenders. He would attack them, like, one-on-one for no reason. Like, he'd go, look, okay, Siakam's on me or OG and Nobi's on me. I'm going to go one-on-one. Then yesterday, he goes one transition play in the first half that he attacks Draymond that has yep. help in the in the back, uh, you know, going one-on-two on Draymond in a transition. And then, obviously, the last possession where he got Draymond outside. I'm like, he's not Gobert to take him out 30 feet and then run run through him, like. It was just so. It was just so funny, and it sucks. Is like he has really good moments, and then he just has these like, are you a, are you in like elementary school with these some some of these like moves that you make and decisions, and especially coming from where where we come from, that's the stuff that you get benched like you right. know when you're a kid, like the practice stops and like, <laughs> like I mean, no seriously practice stops here, and you're like. What? Yeah. I know. Same here, though. Like, look, there's a lot of things you get benched for as a kid that you don't get benched for in the NBA. That's just the way it works. Like, no, 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 I don't know. I'm not saying they shouldn't be bent. He, she should have been benched in the NBA. That's not the same process. I'm just saying that there's a lot I don't of get how it doesn't, you develop how it doesn't like, get, sink in then. No, but I'm saying there are a lot of habits you develop that get you to this point that then it's like I no longer have to do those things. I'm at this okay, level. Maybe You're like, and that's kind sucks. of my point. Uh, by the way, can I say, D line, the mustache thing? I like. I can't believe how much it's noticeable. Wow! Now. Look at that. <laughs> Isn't it so noticeable? It's, yeah, it's, it's, like it's, if, if I just look, and I just have a mustache. He's got the musketeer <laughs> mustache, like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you know what I used? Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> I think they explicitly wow. say you're not supposed to use it on your face, and now. Uh, well, I think you, you're not supposed to use it, like you know. Face and and landscaping. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, and forth, just little yeah, yeah, yeah. There needs yeah, there needs to be like a grace period in between. But um, <laughs> oh my god, oh my goodness, ridiculous. I my big thing is going to be, and I'm curious what you think about this vote. But I honestly, I got a I got a process. I don't want my mind to go full off season just yet. But I would be lying if I didn't say that. Obviously, we're we're all spending a little energy trying to think about what our big takeaways are. I think one of my things I'm going to be hammering is 
I think the Nuggets need some new assistance. And yeah. I hate doing this because when you talk about a player needs to be traded or a coach fired, these guys are millionaires, man. Like there's yeah. a part of this that's like, I don't feel bad for him. Some of the guys on the bench are not, not even close. You know, some of the guys, especially in the Nuggets organization, you know, they're, they're trying, they're grinders, man. To be an assistant coach, especially an end of bench assistant coach, you have to like, that job requires an enormous commitment. You probably can't have a family or a good family life or home life. You're on the road so much, this, that. And on top of that, you just get paid normal wages that if you get fired, you're like collecting unemployment and stuff while you look for, for another job. That being said, I do think that the Nuggets could probably use like some innovation and some real yeah. high level. Like it's time. The window is now. There is no slow playing this and, and trying to stick like – if I'm Stan Kroenke, I look at this team and I go, I need to throw every resource at I can at this team over the next two or three seasons. And if it works, you probably make that money back. If it doesn't, maybe then you can like recoup. But there's no you slow have the Rams, so You're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you've got it. You, there's no easing into this. It's go time. And I worry that it's going to work the opposite. I worry yeah, Stan yeah. is going to look at this and be like, they're not close to contention. I'm taking money off the table, not putting more into it. Look, all of – all of the championship caliber teams and orgs of the last 10 years, you look at their benches and the playoffs, you can pick out two to three head coaching candidates, guys whose names you know, and then that doesn't even touch on the unsung heroes that if you weren't following the team 82 games a year, like a Chris Finch type, you might not necessarily know about, but of course they're there too. But the best teams, the best organizations, it's not just about luxury tax and all that. Like, What's your analytics department look like? But who right. are your assistants? What's the budget for that? And conditioning, strength and conditioning, injury, right. you know, uh, right. mitigation and all that. And I don't want to point to any one assistant on Denver's bench. I don't know. I'm not in there. I don't know what practice is like. I don't know what they're saying during the games. But there just remains a fact at the top level, the cream of the crop, that the Nuggets organization around some of these these smaller things around the cracks feels a little bit more like, all right, there's a little putty. That will do. Whereas the other, the best orgs in the league say we like the owners understand the importance of paying up in those areas. I think this is a really important step, Stan, Josh, and whoever's involved here going forward. It's something that really I think needs to happen though. I want to, I want to, I want to bring you on. Sorry, because I'm going to get you out on this one though, boy, but I kind of want your perspective here. And we get this comment up. I just lost the name. I scrolled a little too high. All right, Abdi. He uh, says, I know on paper losing back-to-back series is bad. Two of Jokic's prime years have been wasted, but if he plays like this with a fully healthy team and more moves are done this offseason, we are automatically favorites for a title. So is it really that bad? Well, I'm going to take away the part where you say favorites for the title. But what I wanted to ask you, Voya, was Jokic has become a great aggressive scorer. Like the questioning his aggressiveness now, there's still levels to it. Like he still can be like super aggressive or very aggressive, but there's no longer like – 16 point yoke like that guy's gone now it's 25 or 35 points or 45 (laughs) and my thought is i mean last night you listened to the show last night i thought the nuggets put a bad offensive lineup on the court and it made it hard for him down the stretch to go at draymond green but i just think like if you're closing lineup features jamal murray and michael porter in there yeah try doubling then (laughs) yeah like try doubling then and i'm sorry like i want to see i i really hope my man my question for you is Jokic has become so dominant as a one-on-one scorer. He should get more one-on-ones next year. Like, do you expect him to be less aggressive because there's more talent? Or do you think he can carry over this aggressiveness while still, like, making everybody feel sort of, you know, apart? I think he can. I think he's, like, matured in that way uh, because finally he's, like, he even addressed that 
guys trust him as the main guy, as the best guy, as the leader, and that we couldn't, we didn't really hear that from him before. Like it was always the shared team, and now he's like finally realizing he's the he's the man. I think he can. I think he'll he'll do it. He might not do it as often, just because he might not be necessary, because everyone else will, you know, might score around him, so the game will end either quickly or, you know, Jamal can go off with like thirty five, and so Jokic can have like fifteen assists. I just think he can, especially if one on one. Uh, you you said it. I think that's like a good part of the NBA that's that's probably going to rub off on him. The fact that like it's not always, you know, pass the ball and like you know not the. It's just a cliche that the the right way thing is the right way can be just right. hey you're one on one with a guy that can't guard you like go every time right. it's not right. a big deal. Uh, so th- yeah, that, I think that's that's gonna be fun. Which is again, it's crazy. Like we haven't what what I I really wonder what that looks like. Because we've got these two years, basically. I don't know if he develops this way if we don't have all these injuries because they're always team first. And he might – like he was top – was he top three, top five in the MVP voting that one year when he, he was under 20? He, he was got, four. He was fourth. Fourth. I mean, fourth. And honestly, it was it Paul George was third. Like it was kind of – like are you really – Yeah, yeah. He, it was uh, the whole BS that he passed him. I'll tell you what. I'm so but, excited. But under 20 a game. Like that was – that's insane. Right. Like and, and people – sorry. And people now like – Question: the, the one good thing is about the Nuggets fans, uh, you know, we, we shouted out for the arena is all this like vitriol against Jokic might actually galvanize the fan base, like actually right, trying right. to show up more uh, for for the team and like you know root for them. But yeah, it, it's I, I, it's it's still unfathomable. I talked to my you know my friend from home. He's like, we were rooting when he scores like a couple of points for like like you know it's a soccer yeah. goal like. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. True, <laughs> it's so true. Like now, like a bucket is almost just like a par. You're like, of course, he made that floater. That's just what he does. Uh, you yeah. don't even care anymore. Uh, I will say, next year is going to be hilarious. I think there's a really good chance that Jokic has his best season ever, both statistically, eye test, and also record wise. And I can't wait for him to be completely eliminated from I the MVP. I don't, like I don't really care. I don't know. Nope, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But it's going to be so funny. It's, when it, it will be awesome. Honestly, I can't wait. Like. <laughs> I'd rather have like that than like this. Thirty points per game on eighty percent shooting with the triple double average in the number one seat, and people are going to be like, "Look, guys, we just we can't." Okay, I'm not going to lose. We here. just can't do it. We're just not doing it. All right. <laughs> Cut. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be so funny here, and that's the funniest to be just backpedaling like how not to give him now all these people that were doing the best team, you know, best player on the best team. And oh, imagine yeah. just Nuggets being the first, and now it's like, well, I said that last year for Booker, like Skip yeah, Bayless, yeah. and these guys uh, like. What am I going to say now? Like, what's going to happen? It's well, he, be, he sucks at the playoffs, so he sucks in and the playoffs. And honestly, so it's going to be great too. that there's no pressure because I think everybody is just fine yeah. with the idea of like he's eliminated from contention. I think everyone's just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's, it's going to be because they ruined it for like honestly for me, yeah, they ruined it. I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, whoever, yeah, exactly. Like, but that's MVP. what's going to be funny about next year is we all get to sit back and just laugh at the arguments when people are finally <laughs> going to be reduced to. You know what? We're just not because we don't want to. And it'd be like, you know what? Respect it. Yeah, like, okay. the, yeah, be the Perkins. Like, are we done voting for Gobert? Like, we're we're done. Let's. Adam let's Sandler go. stands up and he goes, "You know what? Joel doesn't have one yet. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait. It's funny to be Tatum and Drew Hanlon next year is gonna like prop Tatum up here all the all entire oh, year. <laughs> oh, Tatum. Yeah, that that he might be the new guy that they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make all the old votes. Uh, honestly, honestly, if Luca, if Luca, I gotta say, if Luca, you know, he's he's in that age when Jokic started flipping tires uh, in Serbia. So if he, <laughs> if he if he starts like taking a little bit seriously this year, it, it would be hilarious if he goes back to back because he also they like him a little bit more. And then just you realize six years like Balkans have owned on the yeah. MVP. 
Oh, that would be the funniest. That would be hilarious. All right, let's uh, hit our final break here. Boya, we'll say goodbye to you. We'll look forward to Serbian Corner tomorrow. Yep. Um, we'll catch you over there right here on this very feed. We'll get, we got a couple more people now waiting in the wings. So we're going to, Joshua, you're on deck. And then after that, Ice Cave guy. Oh my gosh, we're getting the whole Nugget Serbia crew in, in on this today. Uh, so we'll get to you here in just a second, Joshua. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Beers on tap, but also we sell seltzers at the bar. And it's, it's 20, seltzer season. 2022. So at this point, um, you guys know what that I don't have to explain. This part kind of cracks me up. If I just say seltzer now, you probably are guessing alcohol, which is a, a, re, a weird development in, in seltzer. But Breck Brew has great ones. I like the peach. I like the honeydew. I like all of it. We get to try it at the DNVR bar. You can buy it at the DNVR bar if you want to have it, again, from the safety and convenience and comfort of your couch. Check out the Breck Beer Locator. Just Google that. You'll find it real quick. Tell it you're looking for a seltzer, what flavor you're looking for. It'll tell you where to go, where to find it. Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, official beer of DNVR, and also just our good, good friends. So help them out because they help us out. That's one of the best ways to support DNVR. And then the second break is, oh, I get to talk about Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, 11 locations. And at all 11 locations, you can find Ripple, which is a fast-acting dissolvable, clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading edible arrangement. Ripple starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every time. With Ripple, you can make anything inedible, except for stuff that's inedible. That should go without saying, but I feel like I should clarify that. Uh, so check out Lightshade. Use promo code DNVR when you walk in, or when you leave, rather. You'll get 25% off all non-sale items. Get me out of this close-up, Kale. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, it makes you so uncomfortable, doesn't Whoa. it? Oh, man. What was that weird one? What is this? Is this the way? We, oh, this like looks this. like around That's the That's how horn. we should do the show. Yeah. It's like, man, I wonder what the look is. It's so weird. I'm in a box now. You have to stay really, very narrow. All right, let's get back to over here. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in Joshua. It's a new caller. I don't think we've ever had Joshua on. Joshua, what's going on, man? Hey. Oh, let's go. Nuggets, it says. What's up, let's brother? Go. Love you guys. Uh, we, um, I where are you calling in from? Thank you guys for uh, all the great coverage and, like, staying positive and not all the – Given all the hot takes like these other people out here, that's why I love following you guys. Joshua, you're the best already. Already, our people, man. Thank you so much yeah, for that. Dude, it. This can only go down. Let's kick Joshua out and move <laughs> right on. Yeah, good stuff, Josh. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Uh, where are you at, Josh? I'm in Denver, Central Park okay. area. You've been a all-time Nuggets fan. I mean, is this are you new Nuggets fan? What's your um, like, on and off? I'd say like about the 2000s was when I started following the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. People don't understand how dark the the, the mid to late '90s were. They were really, there really weren't dark. very many Nuggets fans at all. There just were like seven of us. Um, all right, well, take us in, man. How are you feeling about the season? What are some of your big picture thoughts or questions you have? Um, the season's definitely been a roller coaster, riding the wave. Um, yes, I love that riding the wave of life. <laughs> I think you know it's been tough to follow recently with all the losses in the playoffs but i'm pretty hopeful for next year once we get all our guys back and i think the main thing is i i trust the front office that they're going to make good moves year over year like they've shown they bring in good players like that's refreshing they do miss and like don't fill all the holes sometimes but they do try some new things and bring in like quality players every year yeah i this is a big one this might be the toughest off season for the front office, just because there's so many questions that we, nobody knows the answer to, including them. And then on top of that, I mean, the front office I think has done good in a lot of different ways, but the number one way that they've done good is talent evaluation, you know, mm -hmm. especially young talent evaluation. 
I just don't know if that's the card they need to play this offseason. And that's the part right. that's that's strange is I mean, they could make a great draft pick, you know, with their with the pick the Nuggets have. Maybe they hold on to that, but it does feel more like they need to turn one or two players on their roster, flip them for something else and and, and kind of get this one ready to compete next year for the big the big championship. And they I don't think they've proven that they can do that yet. Um, but this is the first time where it's been obvious that that's what they need to do. I think it's definitely a balance. Um, one of the things that I know that we're missing right now is kind of, I was thinking about it the other day, like Paul Millsap and his leadership. A lot of the things that he brought is things that we're missing right now. Just having that steadying presence whenever, you know, we're not going to that Jokic in the post or a two man game. He just had that, like another option we could go to on offense. And also he was always great on defense, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think we're definitely missing that. But at the same time, I do feel like it's always good to bring in young players and build them, even though they're not going to have impact right away. Um, you see it with all these good teams. They they do still have those young players making a good contribution on their playoff runs. But the other thing that teams have, the, especially the ones that, that you're mentioning, like Miami is a great one with Tyler Hero. The other thing they have is like seven guys. The Nuggets have had 12 guys for the entirety of this era, and I do wonder if it's time to have eight guys. And then maybe one rookie where you're like, okay, he's going to play, but we have a very very clear, these are our guys, and then we have a couple we can plug in here or there. But I think part of the problem right now is Zeke, Jamichael, Jeff, they're all kind of similar in talent, and it makes it it just makes things a little bit difficult. Um, do you have any other big – oh, go ahead, Eric. Do you have something? No, I'm just uh, no. I'm just riding the wave of life over here. <laughs> do you have any expert analysis here? Do you uh, before I get you out of here and bring on Ice Cube? Do you have any other big questions or thoughts or things that you're kind of like thinking about with this team or bothering you about this team? Um, I just I just want the home fans to show up for every game, not just playoffs. Like I know it's hard. I know it's like you make a lot selling your tickets, but show up, like go to the game, try on the nuggets, be a positive influence on the team. And yeah. hopefully that gives that little boost that we need. Yeah. I, I will say like the, they do show up. The nuggets fans do show up. The only times that the, the, I mean, it's just, it yeah. sucks when there's like a big uh, matchup from a large fan base from yeah. people who live in Denver. And this is their one opportunity to see the warriors, the bulls, yeah. um, the Celtics. It, I, I would say it's not like, endemic of of the fan base as a whole. Like, the, you know, yeah. like it, it it's it's annoying because it it comes up at, at moments where you're like, oh man, we really needed it. Uh, but there's a lot of goddamn games. I get it. Like this, this happens, and people say it doesn't happen to any of the other teams in Denver. It, it happens to every team in Denver. It absolutely happens to every. Team Jokic in got MVP chance at Staples Center this year. Like, think yeah. about that. Like, come on, man. Like, this does happen everywhere. I will say, I think part of what happened this year, especially, I can say this because of Game Three, the Nuggets showing out, Nuggets fans showing out. The Nuggets played like the Lakers, Warriors, Celtics, Bulls all in a row <laughs> at home. So like, you kind of got all of the bad ones at the same time and it felt like holy shit again but i think it's just the, it's those four teams and they when they come to town at the same exact time um it feels a little bit worse but nonetheless the nuggets can still do a much better job of growing their team and hopefully we see it uh last one i'll have for you joshua are you a michael porter guy i am MPG? i would say no on the whole i do know that he has like great potential i think he's if he reaches his potential he's worth that max deal but i think there's still a lot of holes in his game like yeah. I, I never feel confident when he's like driving I feel like he fumbles the ball so many times 
like just catching the ball is an issue for him, but you can't deny that his shooting is like elite, elite. I'm so curious. Yeah. I'm so curious how much better he is next time we see him, which will probably be obviously in October. I just wonder like, you're right that he doesn't have the experience, but he should have a lot of like training under his belt between now and then. So I wonder like the, cause you're right. His handle's not good. Is it better when we see him next and, and the shot's not going anywhere. I think his feel for the game is probably not any improved from what we've seen. That's the part you can't get, but maybe his individual skill work is through the roof. And that's the best I think we can hope for right now. Um, a one, if he's a more of a one-on-one guy than he has been, that would be a huge boost to Denver. So, Joshua, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate the support, and we appreciate you hopping on, man. We'll hopefully see you a lot in the offseason as well. Yeah, let's go, dude. Get ready to snake draft, my guy. (laughs) Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's bring him on. You guys know him. You guys love him. He's the ice cream guy. Heavens to Betsy. Oh, hello. Uh, Joker Joker t-shirt that I got from Sombor from my friend Sergeant, and maybe you will to get it too when you arrive there oh. uh, so anyway, i'm not wearing uh, your shirt right now i hope you're not jealous i'm not jealous i'm infuriated i'm disgusted <laughs> this is this is my goddamn house what an outrage that you would show up to my house wearing a t-shirt that i didn't make well i have to <laughs> say thank you for your face mask i've been using it for two years and oh. like it's the only one i saved you know all of the other ones i threw away but dnvr mask is still here just in case there is a new plague coming so, that's yeah, fantastic you, you gotta sit down <laughs> can i say eric I, he does a good job designing the face mask if it just has our logo on it i mean come on that's not like what what, what was the design effort there you slapped this the logo is, on it. uh can i tell you i designed the logo uh, <laughs> that is true. i also i also here? i also created the entire uh brand all of these answers seem obvious to you now you come johnny come lately oh what color should we make it how what logo should we use? i made those fucking decisions two years ago and so everything that comes after it is also attributable to me so that's Eric, your answer Eric, i'm just saying that was really great i'm just saying the face mask just has a logo on i'm just he was it doesn't just have a logo no so whatever. can i can i explain to you the design of the Absolutely face mask not. we've only got a little <laughs> nine minutes i gotta get it ice cream all right ice cream guy talk us through um just walk us through your thoughts man on this team right now are you having fun you have fun more than anybody are you having fun yes so uh basketball is just basketball i realized that today so at 4 a.m here in croatia the game was starting and i had to be up at 7 a.m so i can drive to another city to have a court hearing or questioning, something like that. I was a want man, basically. <laughs> and uh, yesterday I decided to eat a full box of uh, new sugar-free cookies that I found. Oh, so, wow. And then, I, and then I had a stomachache. And then I read that if you consume too much of that, uh, you will, it has laxative effect. But for me, <laughs> it didn't have laxative effect. It had constipation effect. Uh, so wow. I was up wow. the whole night, couldn't sleep. And then uh, watch the Nuggets game, then go to the court hearing. And I almost told to inspector, like, just fuck off, just write me a ticket and leave me alone. And the moment <laughs> what I, are we talking about? One <laughs> moment I was like, you know, sorry, Mr. Inspector, can I go out to fart? Because it was just too much. So and then when I was free from that thing, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. uh, a wanted man anymore. And I didn't care about the Nuggets loss. So there are more important things in life. So Wow. That was arguably the world's greatest. There are more important things in life story I've ever heard. Um, you are right. You are right. Your own personal health is, is far more important 
no matter and my how, freedom uh, and, and your freedom both of those <laughs> things are on the line there i'm glad you made it um you know we're coming to serbia are you going to be our host are you going to show us around i know you're not there all the time but are you going to fly in and 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 kind of be be a guide a and, and better question will you act as a uh, sort of bodyguard for us in case the throngs of fans get too thick will you ice cave guy stand in front of us to make sure that we're, we're safe all the time oh we need we will have to see the situation so okay honestly like now I, i'm the closest guy to somber from all of us here like miroslav ah, is in belgrade milan right. is uh, miroslav is in Pančevo. sorry and i'm in slavonsky brought in croatia but i'm closer to somber so <laughs> in your face miroslav yeah. and, uh, who will be the bodyguard i don't know i think Mil- milan is the bold guy you know he is the, the folks people so <laughs> yeah so i think he will protect us all well, so what good are you then? What, what, what are you bringing? No, I'm just a gentle giant. Like, all yeah. right, fine. <laughs> no, you know what will I do? You remember the video of Jokic dancing naked in the tree? You'll be wow. that guy. You'll dance naked in the tree. I, I was that. First off, you that. already, yeah, you already did that. This is just yes, a... <laughs> but I want to be like like Rafiki lift the the Simba. I want to do that to vote to lift him up. Oh. So grab the branch and pretend that he's Jokic. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, what a beautiful wow, This trip is going to be so much better than I thought it was. Uh, I can't uh, wait. Do you know the dates? Do you know the dates? When no, no, I mean, I, within, within the next couple of weeks, we will. I mean, we got this season get out of the way. I got to book the trip and, and, and the rest will be history. But it'll be uh, it'll be coming up. My guess is mid-August, but mid to late August. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, we'll get it there. You have any other questions? I will be there. Take- I will be there definitely in Sombor, but maybe also I'll join you for a few, like maybe one day in Noisad or in Belgrade. Awesome. So I'm looking forward for that, it's, especially living. I was, uh, I was looking, I, I was looking want. much more forward to it before the story you told us about these cookies. To be honest, like I'm a little, I'm a little uh, <laughs> nervous as to what might might come. I have them here. I will bring them so you can try and see it for oh. yourself. You know. We can find out the results if we are a yes. But in they're actually out. great, <laughs> like the best sugar-free cookies that I ate, but you can't eat them too much. So, Well, Ice Cave Guy, we are very uh, happy that you are healthy and a free man. Uh, thank you for sharing this wisdom with us on this fine Friday, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you very soon. And if I ever see you wearing not my shirt again, I will. I, 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 I can't even. I, I don't want to say what I'll do. It's, it's going to be bad, though. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but I have to say congrats to you for your uh, mustache uh, update last night. It was uh, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Adam did. Yeah, Adam felt like it. Uh, I could tell he seemed like it maybe disrupted the flow of the show. No, although I, I felt he, he like it was. It was the. I felt like it was the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Adam's like talk about Basel really disrupted me from enjoying your take. So. <laughs> Get out of here. Get ice cream. <laughs> Uh, our last and final guest for the day has two first names. It's Matt Bryan. Matt, welcome. Oh. In here. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going on, man? Um, nothing too much. I, I'm going to, in the interest of not repeating anybody else, considering I got here 10 minutes ago and I don't know what you guys discussed. I have a question that I'm going to assume nobody's brought up yet. Um, I, what do you guys make of, I think maybe an underrated part that we've seen even this postseason or over the second half of this, of the regular season, the importance of still having a backup five, especially next year, if the team's more healthy, um, and you're going to want to 
maybe finally subdue Joker into playing 70 games or whatever it may be, right? Um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins has been so valuable, especially against a team like the Warriors and other teams in the league who still play small. He's just, you know, he's doing, he's getting whatever he wants offensively a lot of the time. Is there any value in that? Or I guess the question would be, what value do you place on playing someone like DeMarcus Cousins who maybe won't be healthy himself over a guy that you know can stay on the floor, uh, be a defensive weapon, especially, you know, with next season is like Bones emerges more and runs the offense more himself. What value do you place on having a backup five that'll just be a body in there that can take care of things when Joker, hopefully we're going to be resting more for the playoffs. What do you think, Vote? I'll let you go to this one first. It's a great question, Matt. Ton of value, I think, in having a backup five. We learned that. I don't know if it has to be Boogie. Um, between him getting older or what he doesn't provide defensively, and while I think he ultimately helped the Nuggets, you don't want to be in a playoff series with a, a backup where you're like, is he going to get ejected tonight? Um, I think if you can find fresh legs, find a guy that can be a better defensive player, still a good rebounding threat. Um, ideally, maybe the second unit has more offense than just pounded inside to boogie anyway. So mm-hmm. I really like what he brought to the table. I know it wasn't all great, but I think he at least showed us what it did for that second unit to just have a real five in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, we have to have a backup five. We started the season without a backup five. And it was an absolute <laughs> disaster. Like we've, we st- Mason Plumley was the first one that showed us like that the, the, he can work well with Jokic. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Hartenstein and we all thought he was going to be a great player for the Nuggets. He's turned out to be a good player for the Clippers. He's good, he man. He was terrible for us though. Like he, all he could do was foul okay. and, how? Why is it you weren't standing for him? I, I don't I understand was. how. At, no, you were. Goddamn not. Yes, we talk about the Nuggets every goddamn day. I don't remember you once standing for Hartenstein. You have to go back and look at. He actually had the best plus minus on the Nuggets. Then. This is what I, what I this sounds like, like a VORP argument. No, here's the thing. I I don't like when the second unit fouls, and he did that. Like he would put yes. them in the bonus. So of course I talk about these things. But he can roll to the rim, he can pass, and he can protect the rim. Like, those are the – I don't think he's, like, this awesome player. But I like a young prospect with upside, mm-hmm. especially when you can get them for cheap. And that's what Denver set themselves up for. But in a long list of years now under Michael Malone, there's always this guy that you have to live through a little heartache to kind of get to the good part. And the Nuggets mm-hmm. just have not been willing to do that for that caliber of player. And that's the thing I didn't like. So, to me, I, I didn't – I don't want boogie back next year i'm he he made a huge impact and kind of saved the season for the nuggets this year he was very good i think boogie has a shelf life in the role that he has now and it's a really short one i think it's probably max one year but for the nuggets a half year perfect thank for your service but i hope that denver finds another option and here's the thing that role i trust tim conley to find like he's really good at that I don't trust Michael Malone to appreciate that. And that's the part where we're now at a point where I'm not sure. That's the one area where those two seem to have a bit of conflict where I'm like, Tim Conley has brought some really good players to him that were, hey, projects, not perfect. But if you stick with them, they could be long-term cheap options. JaVale was the – I feel like JaVale was the coach pleaser. The like, hey, this guy has no upside, but you know what he is, so you can play him or not. He chose not to. But I'm talking about like – the Malik Beasley's, the Jared Vanderbilt's, that these guys that have some upside, but it's like they're not ready just yet for you know to be perfect, but they are good. And if you stick with them, they can grow into a very cheap option that fills a role for years and years to come. And Michael Malone's like, no, thank you for those types of guys. And and but I I I have faith that next year's backup center will be a good player. I just hope it's not Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> 
I know I'm so conflicted on Boogie, man. Like he was, he has been so good, but his he Boogie giveth and Boogie taketh, and when he taketh, um, you know, players slap each other in the face and they <laughs> completely erode. And he was great last night, Boogie. I mean, and that's he the was other good thing. In the first yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Then he got like really weird where he was like super indecisive at the top of the arc yeah, and travel. like traveling and like didn't quite know what he was supposed to be doing but it, it in the, the answer to your main question matt yes we absolutely need to have a backup center that can give Jokic some time off that we can actually like i mean and i'm curious what you all think about this like do we need to have a backup center that is able to play in the same style that Jokic plays like do we need to have a backup center that is specializes in passing that can see the court that can i mean because i i feel like we're gonna end up like sort of chasing our tail with this a little bit like trying to find a another player that can play in the mold of like a, a player that has absolutely shattered it in the first place right yeah, I, that's part of this is Malone might be a little spoiled. Like we go, anybody going from yoke to whatever the counter is, is going to be like, oh, what a letdown. Right. But you might just have to have a Nick Claxton type that's like, this guy can't do anything but roll to the rim and jump really high. And you know what? Build your second it. unit around that. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, if we end up with Andre Drummond, I'm going to kill myself. Just that <laughs> Andre Drummond would be the worst. <laughs> For sure. What do you think, Matt? Before you get out of here, though, what, what's your take? Who won this argument? And uh, who, what do you think? And first off, and also just – Hartenstein, by the way, I'm on record saying I believed he was going to be the best pickup of last year. And he mm. was terrible. <laughs> well, I, I think you're all uh, – everybody won. Nobody lost. Uh, oh, my God. What a democratic to... answer. <laughs> okay, everybody besides D-line won. Um, yeah, so... wait, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Get, get uh, this guy yeah. the hell out of here. First, first team, Matt. First team. <laughs> I think the main thing is just, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully when you're back at full strength next year, the thing to me is like you're looking for maybe more of a specialist role in the defensive end. I don't think you need that guy. If you can stagger the bench more with, you know, MPJ, if you have Bones coming in, you have Murray, whatever it may be. Hopefully you're not asking your five to do as much on the offensive end. I think that's probably that would be the main takeaway for me is um, don't get caught up with how good Boogie looked for this half year because he's going to have times where he's injured next year. He's going to have times where he's getting thrown out and you Stronger. need a guy who can just stay on the floor. I think that's the most important thing. That's Stronger. so true. All of those are really, really good points. Thanks so much, Matt. Uh, we appreciate it. Hopefully we see you again Matt when we sucks. do this uh, in the off season. Uh, we'll see you all then. Uh, we do have two super chat. I can't believe we went, we went long on casual Friday after a third straight loss in the playoffs. We didn't even we do a single mailbag question. Yeah, the greatest, did, the greatest thing is that we're, Hmm. But the best part is that we're fully in off-season mode, and we're still in the middle of the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Jobin Kurian says, "Super sticker, hell yeah, hell yeah!" Wait, real quick, uh, the descriptions don't come through on super chat. So this was a corgi uh, with the uh, words okay. above him saying, "My hero." Oh, yeah, hell I don't yeah! Know who that was for probably me, but they could be any of us. Ice cave uh, guy, my ice cave guy. Actually, <laughs> uh, what is our other one, Kale? Our other super chat here. Ooh, a twenty piece. We got. Oh. Hope you guys make it to Serbia this summer. Now we will. hope. No need to hope. No need to hope, baby. We're booking it. We're doing it. Um, I can't wait for it. The, the season's almost over, and I get to plan that whole thing out. So it'll. We'll probably have an announcement here in the coming weeks, which will be exciting. Imagine the day we announce the trip is booked. Oh my god, it's gonna be an absolute banger. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for spending this hour of your day for us on this fine Friday. We hope you all have a beautiful weekend. Unplug from Twitter. Hop onto the DNBR Discord. Talk to your people. No or fighting. Or fight. 
or fight. Or, One or of the fight. Two. Or fight. Whatever it is you want. I'm just trying to give a little bit of advice here. Whatever it is. Uh, shouts to Super Producer Kale for a fantastic week here on the show. Everybody else, have a great, great week. 